Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionised over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Listen up, NBA fans. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up using code TBE. Select between two and six NBA players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Track your picks and play against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now using code TBE and take on the competition with your best NBA player picks. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe admissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. But again, with T.I. being in that situation, like, homie, you caught a charge in another city or you 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 ran into some beef in another city. So you know how this shit can go. You know what I'm saying? And no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So when you go to talking about all this and man, this, that, that, man, niggas like, hey, yo, my nigga, is you not like what you on? What the vibrations is with you, my nigga? You think a nigga can't step on some shit? What, what do you what do you what do you think? You the big dog or something? You excluded from the rule. You excluded from understanding niggas' sympathy or understanding niggas' pain. You excluded from that because you made some money rapping about dope selling. So you excluded from when real street niggas go through shit and somebody done lost their life. You excluded from respecting the the dead or respecting the situation for what it's worth because you made a little money. That's why I'm saying that rap niggas get weird, man. These rap dudes get weird, man, and that's why being a rapper is really a hard job because the fame and the money and shit, it turns these niggas into totally different characters. Price. I was smiling at you, you when I'm not that nice I was on IG 
Cause I ain't did this shit for real Ran right back to the town with the whammies My kid can't miss a meal Ride the wave, ride the wave, ride the wave No, I ain't gon' let them niggas get in mind And you learn that for sure Welcome to another episode of this Up There Podcast with your boy Looney Luciano. I am your active and attractive host for another episode of the fastest growing podcast on the market right now. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, I come to you guys not in such a good mood. You know, uh, it's been so much going on and, and so much death and things hitting around and um it kind of got me in a place where i'm just not as vibrant as i would like to be just got the news before the podcast the big rick rp big rick west side legend um passed away man and again it's just a lot just a lot going on a lot to, to take in when you deal with so many different individuals that's so important and and things start to happen um, and that's on the heels of the King Von situation and the Mo3 situation. And uh, we're going to talk about all that today on the podcast. And I don't have no notes. I don't have nothing. I'm just I'm just coming to you guys, you know, in, 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 in rap form. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah. So, uh, again, thank you. If you're listening to the audio of this podcast you can find the video on fogfo tv on youtube if you're listening to the video of this podcast i'm sorry if you're watching the video of this podcast you can find the audio anywhere you get podcasts at it's up there podcast with Looney. you just type that in and that'll get you the results that you need um but yeah so again i just want to thank everybody for being a part of me building something brick by brick um so we got a lot to talk about. Um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna start the show talking about uh, the unfortunate circumstances surrounding the deaths of two rappers. Uh, we're gonna start with Mo Three, and I'm gonna read a uh, a press release from CNN. Uh, it says rapper Mo Three dies after being shot in broad daylight on I-35 in Dallas. Uh, the Dallas Police Department is investigating the homicide of 28 year old Melvin Noble also known as Mo3. Uh, officers responded to a shooting on Wednesday afternoon on Interstate 35 in Dallas. Uh, police said the suspect, described by police as a dope black male, got out of his car and approached Mo3 uh, while he was sitting in the car. Uh, then Mo3 exited the vehicle and began running on the freeway uh, while the suspect chased him and multiple rounds hit him, according to the police. Uh, Mo 3 was struck multiple times before the suspect fled in a dark color sedan. Mo 3 was then transported to a local hospital where he died uh, because of his injuries, police said. And the innocent bystander was also hit. A um, couple things I want to speak about surrounding the Mo 3 situation is, um, you know, things are getting slippery for me. Things are getting slippery just being from the street and rooted in things that's serious and i've been close to death um and before i get to that i want to say this uh i spoke to mo3 and had a um a verse and a hooks lined up with mo3 i already paid um and i'm and of course i let his people keep their bread 
You see what I'm saying? It ain't even a big deal, you know. But I would I would hope somebody would do that for me if something was to happen. You know, that money ain't that serious. Um, you know what I mean? So uh, when, when you're reading that press release, just to hear that he jumped out the car, I think when those bullets go to flying, you know, uh, we tend to get – we tend to get a little spooked out, you know what I'm saying, and kind of don't know exactly. Yeah, kind of don't know exactly what to do, you know what I'm saying. In my opinion, if you'd have stayed in the car, see, because the thing about the car, it stops the bullets, it slows them down, and sometimes that's the difference between dying and living is where the bullet hits you, how much impact it has, you know. So, so to jump out the car, now you make yourself a target where you, you know, if you know anything about the human uh, human body, it's really nothing but a bag of blood. This shit is soft. I don't give a fuck what type muscles you got at the end of the day. Nigga poke you, you gonna bleed. It's like a, you like a walking bag of blood with a few bones. So it's like when you jump out of that car, now you make yourself uh, a target of flesh. And so if he's just able to hit you, I think he may have thought that jumping out the car Nigga ain't gonna be shooting in front of everybody like is he definitely gonna get caught or whatever. I don't know. Or he may may have thought I can get away, but to me you should have rammed into them niggas, went the other way. It's so many things you should have did in regards to just uh uh trying to run him off the trail. You get what I'm saying? When nigga trying to kill you or something, man, you got to be, you know, you gotta stay calm. You know what I'm saying? You got to try to try your best, but R.I.P. to Mo3, man. Good nigga, man. It ain't too many niggas can make that kind of music, either. It really ain't. It ain't too many niggas that can really make that kind of music where you got that church feel. And hell of a rapper. Um, and then, we, of course, we seen Trap Boy Freddy post some things. That, that beef seems to... Now the death of Mo3 tells me that beef seems to have been way more serious than what you know i would know about you know what i'm saying seemed like it was some real niggas involved with that and people was getting murdered and killed and hurt and um and it was a thing that they just looked at that way you know what i mean yeah but just to see you know just to see some of um just to see some of that shit between trap boy freddy and mo three man is just i hate to see that kind of shit you know what I'm saying? Nigga hate to see two black niggas get into it like that. But, you know, I also understand it from being at war uh, and had to bear some of my close friends at a young age and carrying caskets and feeling that pain, you know, on both sides, man. But I just think and wish and hope that some kind of resolution can be made to where niggas don't have to kill each other for things that's playing out in public and it's fucked up because the fans and the internet is such a new thing like i always say we don't know how to really to adapt to it man and it's starting to play a role in how niggas respond to shit and how people look at shit like i seen what what they said hey uh little dirk bought all the the uh tickets at quando rondo's next show i know that's cap you know what I'm saying? Not because I not because I think Lil Dirk don't want to do nothing or, or don't feel a way about what happened to his brother. Of course he does. But the idea that I'm gonna come to your show, buy the things, and then make a bloodbath right there and then go right to prison is 
it's not even a situation that's real. So when I see these blogs that I think is reputable posting that shit, it starts to make me feel a way. It's like, damn, look how they can influence what's going on here. You know, and for me, it's just so it's it's just so goddamn fucked up. Like when you look at it and say, man, when you look at it and you say, man, y'all are influencing murder. Y'all influencing death and destruction with these platforms. And, you know, I speak on a lot of things and I ain't just a friendless nigga in the world. And I ain't somebody that's just going to take whatever a nigga give me or disrespect or none of that. So I get it. You see what I'm saying? But when it's when it's fucked up and it's, it's a situation where. When it's fucked up and it's a situation where they feeling like. Uh. It's fucked up, and it's a situation where blogs are now posting things, and then you got 30,000 comments on a nigga page about some shit that ain't even true, or, or you got 30,000 comments about some shit that the internet done tried to figure out. And we've seen the internet be wrong, you know, but we also seen them be right. Now, I can't lie. They some of the goddamn most police motherfuckers you ever going to see in the world, them niggas on the internet. Man, they'll go run a nigga license. They doing all the work for the police. You know what I'm saying? Nigga on the internet doing all the work for the police, man. So, you know, we want to celebrate Mo3. Um, we want to celebrate everything that he done and what he brought to the game. Uh, you know, I was a nigga who told a lot of people about Mo3. I was up on Mo3 early. You know what I'm saying? And, and um, just hated hated to see that happen like that. You know, we saw a lot of people respond to the death boosted. Um a lot of people like academics posted his death and never had posted his music. And I hate that. Especially being an artist, man. It's like, damn, homie. And like Mo3 ain't even somebody that 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 was a little nigga. He was, he was moving around, had big records, had a deal. Had all kind of shit, but nobody would academics and vlad and all these people um and also let me and i'm skipping around like i told you i don't have no notes today so y'all just bear with me and we we you know y'all just bear with me and stay tuned you know we're gonna we're gonna chop it up one thing i'm gonna tell y'all i don't care for i, I want to address this too man because i see the only two white people in our culture do it and and listen I don't really give a fuck how people take what I say, you know what I'm saying, because I peep game and I, my job is to bring the information to the people and bring it in a way that's digestible. One thing I don't like and one thing that I know niggas can't control after the fact is we got DJ Vlad in the coach and we got No Jumper, Adam22 in the culture. Both these guys got big platforms, but what I don't like is that they capitalize off death. Every time a nigga die, y'all re-upload the interview. What the fuck is that about? You cannot tell me that ain't about capitalizing on people searching for this name right now. You see what I'm saying? Soon something happened to King Vaughn. We see shit going up on Adam 22. He re-uploads the interview. It's like, man, like, don't capitalize off death, homie. You know what I'm saying? See me, I don't ask the I don't ask the wounded person how it feels. I myself become the wounded person. So what that means is I look at a thing and say, 
how would a nigga mama feel or how these people feeling about me capitalizing off this at the very least what y'all should do and i give you an opportunity to do so whatever monies you make off those interviews when you re-upload them send them to his kids you see what i'm saying i see dj vlad at the mo3 death dj vlad uploads mo3 responds to trap boy freddie mo3 speaks about his life story mo3 speaks about death mo3 speaks about and that's your content i get it so don't give me the argument well he owns the content i get that again there's a wounded person and i don't mean wounded physically i mean wounded mentally and emotionally there's families going through things you think they want to see some white people re-upload an interview where i was talking gangster shit and i just died at the hands of being a gangster i just died on on, on the same shit that 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 i was talking about on the fucking interview you see what i'm saying like i just think that that shit is just it's in poor taste you know what i'm saying it's in poor taste for adam 22 and for dj vlad to do those things all you got to do is pay attention. They re-upload it. A nigga get shot, they re-upload the interview. They, a nigga die, they re-upload the interview. It's like, are you sending that money to niggas' kids? Or we just doing this so you can make more money? Because even with the King Von situation and the, and the Mo3, if you just go Google it, niggas' numbers go up. Like, niggas is searching. Mo3, what the fuck happened? Or King Von. Like, niggas' numbers is going up, so... They want to be a part of that algorithm. You know, you done already made money once off of it. And I'm not even sure y'all paying these artists to come do the interviews. So it's like, damn, bro, how far we going to take this shit? You see what I mean? Um, but also, um, yeah, because, you know, I really wanted to speak on that. But also uh, with, the, with the Mo3 situation and just speaking about my our young black boys and how things are going we're starting to celebrate death more see chicago brought the culture of op pack and smoking dead niggas i don't think i don't play like i don't agree with that i don't agree with that there's no way to stop the violence with that kind of shit happening not on my side we don't stop the violence for niggas disrespecting our dead friends and family like we still human beings with emotions and you asking me to control a emotion that's that uncontrollable i had to bury somebody i love and then y'all gonna talk about it and laugh about it like it's a joke oh it's a kiki kaka type thing you understand what i'm saying ain't nothing funny about it so i to me i don't agree with that i don't even understand how that culture started i think it comes from Niggas just want to be as disrespectful as they can. You see what I'm saying? Because we see Trap Boy Freddy celebrating the death of Mo3. And we see people uh, from Chicago celebrating the King Von situation. And to me, man, that shit is crazy, man. Like, I can't seem to wrap my mind around. I can't seem to wrap my mind around, you know, what all of that is about. And you know, and and again, you got you got niggas that in 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 the time in their career where they trying to boost themselves up, they go sit down with Vlad or No Jumper. You got King Von sat down with Jumper, and you got Mo Three sat down with Vlad, and both of these niggas interviews get re-uploaded. And I just think it's in poor taste. 
Um, I also want to want to speak about the King Von situation a little bit and just how new things are coming up and and uh, you know how people are talking about there may be a self defense issue there. So for those of you don't that don't know, uh, King Von's manager came out with DJ Academics and had a really really good interview. And spoke about the three or four seconds that you see uh, on, on the surveillance video um, when the King Von and Quando Rondo situation took place. Um, you see King Von pop out the car. It's a couple of things I want to speak about. But you see King Von pop out the car. And then you see Quando talking to somebody. And then Quando kind of raises up like he want to talk. You know, like... Nigga, what the vibe is, you know how sometimes a nigga want to rap, talk, you know, whatever. I argue, but King Von wanted to just, boom, come here. Boom, boom. And then his homie jump out the car and shoot. You know, because it's a it's a situation where she then got out of hand. Uh, But what was interesting was, you know, based on what the manager said, it was that King Von was sitting in the car and one of the niggas came and, Man, you know, your boy them just pulled up. I think it was all spontaneous events. Um, it's sad to say, but Vaughn at that time wasn't at the right place. I mean, wasn't at the right state in his mind. You, know, you guys could take it how you want to take it from there, but he wasn't in the right state of his mind. So when he had us album release party once we left the album release party from there it was complete confusion the Vaughn travels with three to four security armed security because he's he a has security of course he has security he can't carry a weapon oh he gotta have security he traveled with three. this is a superstar you think we're not gonna make him travel with security he traveled with that's three one of the big big questions is like wait was he just moving with street guys why didn't oh, have security i had three i traveled with one security that moves with Vaughn and he traveled with two more security. You know what I'm saying? Vaughn traveled in a bulletproof truck. So all this extra speculations about security and not doing a job. And not only that, his guys are security, man. He travels with 10 to 15 guys daily. And they and they protect and love Vaughn more than any security would. Matter of fact, I will put Vaughn's life in his guys' hands before I put on security. That's, that's how close they are. Those guys will lay their life on. Matter of fact, I can't even, I wouldn't even say what lay. They did. Two died of the situation. Yeah. And those two is not the only ones like that. All his guys is like that. But you guys don't know what happened, bro. So, you know, just, I'm going to go on a, on a quick description of what happened that night so y'all could really know what happened. We left Opium, which was his album release party. We're like, I think we're about eight, 10 cars deep, uh, 20, 25 on honorage. Um, everybody mind leaving the club is that we're going to the hotel and the Airbnb because that's normal routine. Yeah. We, we the, the, the club you went to, the after hours wasn't getting paid for. I didn't have no acknowledgement of this team that have no acknowledgement of. That was a, that was a complete bond decision. And he had the right to make those decisions. He, wait, wait, he hold on. So, it, the the, the y'all left opium and went to a different club, which we didn't even know was going to act. Okay, so so the, the the club that's in that security footage is that's not opium. That's not opium. 
You want to make every game interesting? Step one, open the BetMGM Sportsbook. Step two. Oh, okay. okay. That, that's an after-hour spot that we didn't even have no acknowledgement that we were going to. Okay. So, so really, everybody jumped in the car. Um, I drove to the club with Vaughn in the, um, in, a, in, a, in a Hellcat. So going out the club, he jumped into the bulletproof truck. And it was him and maybe two, three, two or three more individuals in the drive. So everybody else that was with us driving to the Airbnb or mm. to the hotel. And Vaughn literally went to the venue by himself. It's we got a call later from from um people in the car, like, hey bro, we here by matter of fact, I think from his DJ was like, hey bro, you know we here by ourselves. Like, where you guys at? And everybody rerouted to that venue. So Already confusions were already started because normally if we got an after party or we got anything we're going to, we know as a team, everybody know to be on point. You know what I'm saying? We're traveling with a real deal, gangster, a real stepper. So everybody going to know how to move. But from that night, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's got timing. I don't know what it was, but Vaughn completely went on his own course that night. So he didn't call no one saying, hey, yo, we going here. Maybe the message didn't get relayed. No, he literally told his driver he's going to an after hour spot and then we all caught up with them later okay so by the time you guys get there mm -hmm. what's going on by the time we get there he was still in the car um it was him so he didn't he didn't go in the club yet or no, no, in the spot. He he go spot. remember he, he, he was in a bulletproof truck okay so it wasn't no concern he, he he was at the venue before so we got there when we got there everybody jumped out the car and we're like okay cool we're thinking we're about to go in and for some, like I said, this, this is, I can't make this up. For some reason, Vaughn wasn't himself. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. This is somebody who's more on point than security at. This is somebody I'm on the road with, I'm with him. Like, cause he, he know how to move. He know how to pick spots. Like, yo, this man is like, I promise you the, the best artist I ever moved in my life. As far as knowing how to conduct himself properly. But for some reason that night, it was off. Like we, he stayed in the car. For like 30, 35 minutes, and everybody outside is cold and it's shivering. Like everybody outside wondering, like, what's going on? What's going on? So people starting to go back in the cars, like all the honorized, everybody was with, they went back in the car. So I went to the went to the uh, car he was in. I was like, yo, Vaughn, went inside the passenger seat. I'm like, yo, Vaughn, bro, what's going on? Like, you know, everybody here waiting, let's go. He was like, all right, let's go. So at that time, this is where the security come in at. At that time, we're we're telling security, hey, it's time to go in now. Vaughn's ready. You know what I'm saying? We've been here too long. Let's go inside the club. So they do their rounds. They go inside the club. They check the venue, go inside, check the outside, make sure there's no threat. Now, common sense, if you guys know security, nobody cannot go inside a club with a weapon. No matter who you is, you cannot enter a building with a weapon, especially a, a venue. So being alert that we're going into the club, all security put their weapon inside their cars because we're thinking we're going inside the club. Now, right before we go inside the club, one of his, um, one of his homeboys came to the driver's side and they said, hey, we seen so-and-so. I'm not going to say no names. We seen so-and-so in the car and instantly. In the car or in, in the spot? No, we seen, they, he literally, our car is right here. Yeah. And so-and-so and put up right there. So you had one car, which is one car before. You had another car, which is our car right here. And you had other people parked, scattered yeah. everywhere else. 
And one of Vaughn's homeboys came to him and was like, hey, we seen so-and-so in the car. He's asleep. And he jumped up. I'm talking about like. Wait, wait. So the other dude was sleeping? Or like, so like or, 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 or just like, just not aware type shit? The other artist was, was sleeping, unaware. He, he just okay. put up to the club. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna give nobody no name. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. He put up to the club, and I believe it was just him and his driver. That's what supposedly what it was. Him yeah. and his driver, and a McLaren or some type of car they had. So one of the guys spotted him, and they came to the car where me, Vaughn, um, BJ, and a female, and one more person was in the car. And he came to the car and said, "Hey, so and so's here." And Vaughn just jumped up like, oh, come on, let's go. And with that reaction being so fast, we're like, hey, hold on, hold on, slow down. I'm like, hold on, what, what we about to do? Hold on, like, we got jewelry on, all type of stuff, hold on. Bro, at, from that split second of his friend coming to tell him, act, Vaughn was out the car. And this is somebody who's, who's normally, like I said, calm, collective, uh, look around all the areas, just fill all the blank because he 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 been out here. So he, yeah. he know what to do. For some reason that night he was completely off. He jumped up, jumped out the car. By the time Vaughn jumped out the car, I don't even think he knew where so-and-so was. He just jumped out the car. He bumped into so-and-so. As soon as he bumped into so-and-so, started brawling. From that 1.5 second of brawling at one of his so-and-so accomplice came through the side of a white car that we didn't even know was with so-and-so. That's how unaware the situation was. Yeah. Came out the car from the side, like, like y'all can see on the camera, and shot Vaughn and me four times. He, I think he let four, five shots off. Vaughn got hit three, four times. I got hit in the leg, started bleeding, went went for cover. He was down. Oh, are, are you on that security footage too? Like, yes. Okay. I'm the one, I'm the one that's moving as the altercation happening. I'm the one that's right by him, moving back, moving back. The guy, when the guy came and shot him, I was the one that was right by him. That got, that's when the bullet hit me. So it was God, God grace that I, I didn't get shot nowhere else but my leg. So like in helping, because you know, I think people are looking at the social media and what you're talking about, like, you know, people that weren't there speculating. The, some people online saying, yo, what happened is all the guys ran, left them. They just left them out there. Like 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 Vaughn's last word was words were like yo listen yo y'all let him get up on me like this that type of stuff. I'm gonna clarify all that. That's false. First of all, only the only people at that knew what was about to happen. And you gotta remember when I say knew what was about to happen, I'm not talking about five ten minutes resonating what's going. I'm talking about one point five seconds of his homeboy coming to the car where it's me in the passenger side. One more person in the driver's side, I believe, was his DJ. Him in the back with a female, and one more, and one one more of the guys sitting by the side that I just called in previously to come smoke because yeah. it was cold outside. I'm like, yo, come in, let's, let's smoke right quick because I don't think you're ready to go in. So, from that 1.5 second, jumped out. That situation happened. Security didn't know what was going on. The half of the guys that y'all blaming didn't know what's going on. By the time everybody realized what's going, if you if you if you peek at the footage, Vaughn and his one security, 
is the only one that's by Kwando physically. Everybody else is in the back. Why do you think it's a back training? Nobody even got a check. They're running to the scene. By the time they're running to the scene, shots fired. And then not only, bro, nobody was running from the shooter that shot Vaughn. Because y'all could clearly see that once he shot Vaughn, everybody moved back. People were still there. It's the police that started shooting uncontrollably. It looked, they, like, it looked like that person got shot too. So yeah. This was also confusing, right? So when Vaughn is shot, like, and he's whatever, people are saying that some whoever was trying to take his chain off or something, because it looked like he was being held up a bit, and then somebody punched that person. Vaughn was shielding himself with with so-and-so. He literally was holding him up. That's how strong he was. Even while being shot, he know what's going on. He he felt it because he was conscious the whole time, conscious the whole time. So he's holding the individual as a shield. It wasn't nothing as like, you know, he got on top of him and tried to, no, he was literally holding him as a shield. And those shots that was fired by the individual that shot Vaughn and myself, was the only shots fired from those individuals. Every other shot was coming from authorities. They started shooting everywhere. It was like a blanket full of shots going on. So when you see everybody um, taking cover, they wasn't taking cover away from the shooter from Bond. They were taking cover because they didn't know where the shots was going from. If you look, people was running left, people was running right, people was running to the, to the club door because we didn't know where shots was coming from. Right? You got the police shooting Anybody with a weapon that they got. If you got running left, people's running right, people's running to the, to the club door because we didn't know where shots was coming from. Right? You got the police shooting anybody with a weapon that they got killed. If you got a weapon that they on you, you got shot. That's how much shots was getting ringed. So you guys are looking from the one angle of the camera and looking like, oh, damn, they run away from the shot. And wasn't nobody running away from no. Listen, bro, we didn't know where all the shots was coming from. So it's automatic. If you don't know where the shots coming from, you're going to regress to see the situation. And the same guys that you guys are talking about, they came right back to Vaughn's side. And if you could tell in the footage, when the when after the, the 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 shooter that shot Vaughn got shot from the back, which people thinking it came from somewhere else, it came from the back. He got shot from the back. He if you look at the footage, he tried to walk back to the car and he got shot and he broke he tumbled back. He still had his weapon in his hand. So why they progressing the Vaughn? He's swinging the weapon like this. People was regressing back, but they everybody was still alert to go get Vaughn because clearly it took. What four or five people to bring Vaughn into the car to bring him to the hospital? Is there any truth to any of the rumors that that the person who was still like entangled with Vaughn after he got shot was, even though they might have been scuffling before, he was trying to help Vaughn? He was he he was screaming, "Yo, he shot! He shot! Vaughn shot! Vaughn shot!" Um, I'm not too sure how much he tried to help, but I I do know he. He was screaming, he shot, he shot. Could have been from a panic stage, could have been from instinct, not sure. He was just screaming that he shot. And I want to say this about that. Uh, don't tell me the ops pulled up. If there's a problem and you part of the squad or you on my team and you think there's an issue, smash the ops. Because what with the kind of energy I got and the kind of mindset and the mind frame I got, 
I think the alpha immediately kicks in. It's like, oh, you coming to get me because y'all don't want to take care. So I'm jumping out with the shit. What a bitch ass nigga. What we got going? Yeah, what's up, nigga? What we, yeah, bitch. I, I, you understand me? And, and so I kind of might come foolish because I probably already thought in my brain that you done kind of checked the situation out because you came and told me they're here. So you probably know that he by himself or whatever the situation is and you really ain't really checked it out so now i jump out on go and end up in a situation that's unfavorable for me whatever that may be you see what i'm saying so it's like if you're with your homie man really diffuse the shit you know unless you're gonna kill the nigga if you wanna if there's a situation where it's real beef you know what i'm saying then then smash the ops. But don't knock on the one then tell me they there. I just because that's that'll make me do something. You see what I'm saying? That'll make me jump on out with him, bitch ass nigga. Well, you know, I'm I'm jumping out with that type of energy, man. So, you know, I wish that they wouldn't even told Vaughn he was there. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not sure if they told him that because they want him to be on P's and Q's. Hey, you know, just so you know them niggas over there. You know, that's a different thing. But when he jumped out, you can tell he was on go. He wanted he wanted to see what's good with the nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah, so he said it kind of wasn't in his right mind, probably on some drugs or something like that. Uh, and I know what it's like, when, like I said, when your homie come to you and tell you it's up and you on go. You know what I'm saying? And they also, uh, the manager also spoke about the Asian doll situation. See, again, with this internet, man, people don't know really how to digest this shit and really move around with this shit so asian doll was saying some shit that was like niggas like yo sweetheart you gotta stop like first of all if y'all really wasn't sleeping together right at the time of the death i ain't saying you don't have the right to be hurt but sweetheart you turning the narrative you saying certain things this that could be took a certain way man and it's not favorable for the young brother so it's like Hurt females, man. That's what I'm saying. With their emotions is a little different. You know what I'm saying? But you got to be careful with that shit. You got to be careful with that shit. You know what I mean? But the manager said Vaughn didn't even mess with her like that. You know what I'm saying? And and, and see, death, if if you've been a part of death or you've been a part of anybody being in a situation where they pass and they had money or have anything, death get messy, man. You know, families get broke up about, about death. You know, people... You know, death is just, man, it's just a, man, death is just so messy, man. You know what I'm saying? We'll get more into that next week because, again, it's it's rough for me to talk about it, as you can tell, because I've been a part of so much shit. And it's like, man, I understand it. I understand how Asian doll is feeling and want to say, y'all let him die, motherfucker, da, da, da. And it's like, yeah, but, but where you there? And also... Y'all wasn't fucking around like that. Then when you say something like, I spoke to him, he said, nigga, y'all let him get up on me or something like that. That right there is what was the last straw for the manager. The manager's like, oh, no, I can't keep, nah, it's over with. We can't keep letting her get away with that shit. You know what I'm saying? We can't because, uh, because it's just a situation that's fucked up. Now, when you look at it, the video, and you got one of Quando homies, I think he a neighborhood crip. Rolling sixty, saying that it was a nigga on the vid. Now I haven't, I haven't saw it, but I'm gonna go back and watch it, and I'm gonna insert a clip here while I'm speaking. But he said that there was a nigga standing in the surveillance camera with a gun, and that his homies kind of left him. You know what I'm saying? And it's like this shit is getting crazy. 
You know what I'm saying? Because a couple of people died with Vaughn. As you see, they kept it getting. They died with the homie. You know, they died on Front Street with the homie. But it, it it did seem like when the shots fired, shit, you know, everybody going to bag up when them shots fire. But it's like, it's just interesting to see that car just pull off like that after my homie land now. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sure that, about that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all can't. Lord, don't let that happen to, to a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Please don't let that happen to me. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to switch cheese that car. I don't give a fuck if you hit me right there. Nigga, shoot that motherfucking car up, nigga. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's fucked up, but that's how I feel. And, and another thing I seen about the, surrounding the King Von situation was T.I. came out and said, uh... Atlanta is a place where we work with each other, handle your beefs in your own city, don't come down here and kill each other. And then try to say, well, well that ain't about King Vaughn. And it's like, bro, King Vaughn just died. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes I think T.I. has been successful so long that he kind of toned deaf. You know what I'm saying? I know he he's, he's standing next to black issues and shit, but I think when it come down to really understanding how the streets feel or how the niggas feel that's grinding for real and ain't ain't well off uh and ain't just talking every goddamn day i think he not really understanding that he's t- he coming off his tone deaf you know even with the 50 cent shit bring me the bullet and this and that is this nigga be like i get it bro you you got confidence right i nigga fuck with you but it seemed like you be thinking you're, you you know what I mean? I don't know, man. It's a funny thing to me, man. <laughs> me, it's funny to me. You know what I'm saying? It's funny to me. Um, but it's just interesting to see T.I. make a statement like that when he caught a charge and he lost his homie in another city. It was some shit happened where I think there was a murder that happened with him in another city. So you got to, again, I, again, but again, with T.I. being in that situation, like, homie, you caught a charge in another city or you 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 ran into some beef in another city. So you know how this shit can go. You know what I'm saying? And no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So when you go to talking about all this and man, this, that, that, man, niggas like, hey, yo, my nigga, is you not like what you on? What the vibrations is with you, my nigga? You think a nigga can't step on some shit? What, what do you what do you what do you think? You the big dog or something? You excluded from the rule. You excluded from understanding niggas' sympathy or understanding niggas' pain. You excluded from that because you made some money rapping about dope selling. So you excluded from when real street niggas go through shit and somebody done lost their life. You excluded from respecting the the dead or respecting the situation for what it's worth because you made a little money. That's why I'm saying that rap niggas get weird, man. These rap dudes get weird, man, and that's why being a rapper is really a hard job because the fame and the money and shit, it turns these niggas into totally different characters. You see what I'm saying? Turn these niggas into people with no empathy, people with no goddamn understanding of the wounded. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I think it's in poor taste to say something like that, especially when you ran into shit, nigga. You went to Texas. In another nigga hood. 
when you and Lil Flip was into it, walking around on on Jay Prince arm or whoever you was fucking with back then. So I mean, it's just hypocritical, homie. You gotta really understand what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? And for me, hey, it's 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 it's. it's I, I look at it like this: the only time you look in your neighbor's bowl is to make sure they have enough. You know what I'm saying? You don't make you don't look in a nigga bowl to see if he got more than you. And and what I mean by that is. You don't look to criticize motherfuckers when you've done the same thing. Nigga, you went to Lil Flip City to create some problems. You understand? You caught a charge or, or, or RIP to your home or whatever happened in a whole nother state. So how you don't understand how shit can happen whenever it happened? And you a real street nigga. Did what you say because I can't verify, confirm, or deny none of you niggas in this rap game. You niggas weird to me. All this shit you nigga be talking is weird shit to me. It's like y'all niggas don't respect the game. And I know the game taught me to respect the game because the game is the game. And don't nobody get excluded from this shit. You see what I'm saying? Because you made a little money and now you just bigger than everything. You just can say what you, man, listen, okay? All right. All right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so if you if you guys haven't seen that interview with King Von and, and uh, King Von's manager and DJ Academics, go check that out. Of course, he's doing crazy numbers because everybody's looking at Von like, damn, man, it's fucked up what happened. Uh, money making D thing, hold your head. Dirk, hold your head. All y'all on the OTF side, hold your head. Um, the situation with, 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 with people in Delph Mo 3, y'all hold your head. Rainwater, hold your head. Camp boy, y'all hold your head. Everybody hold your head. I know how to. I know what it's like to deal with death, uh, and I just send my blessings and condolences out to everybody involved. You know what I'm saying? Me being a real street nigga, I understand what it's like. Ain't it? Ain't a time to come out and handle your beef in your own city or re-upload an interview. It's like who, who, which to me that shit kind of in the same vein as the Vlad and them re-uploading interviews. When you come out and say, man, handle your beef in your own city, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Nigga, who said, nigga, you went to Houston and tried to get with a nigga? You know what I mean? So, I just don't, I don't know. I, I just don't respect it. But black men celebrating death, man, it's just like, it's something that I just, I can't never wrap my mind around. Because I know what they do to this side. My people and me and how we feel about niggas that celebrating one of our loved ones being hurt. That ain't going to go over well, nigga. I'm going to cut your wad off about that. You know what I'm saying? And then nigga going to run into you and bake you a cake. You know what I'm saying? Because you, first of all, you need not speak on it, period. Nigga, you really need not speak on it in no negative light, period. Don't speak on my people in no negative light about no death, period. Unless you want a nigga to bake you a cake. You see what I'm saying? That's on you. Because we going to give it to whoever want it, unfortunately. But that's just the game. And one thing you must do is respect the game, man. And you niggas, just because you made a little money don't mean you don't got to respect the game. And y'all niggas got to stop playing like that. Um, you know, and the move and the move on from, from death and, and all of that sad shit. Um, we had Kodak Black and NBA Youngboy drop a tape on the same day. Uh, it probably was planned. Or NBA Youngboy probably got word Kodak was dropping and wanted to drop. Because, uh, you know, they got that little ongoing situation where Kodak Black tried the little boy, NBA young boy, like, nigga, you faking it. So, hopefully they can pass that up. I really don't know if it'll happen. Young boy moved with a different kind of energy. Like, he, 
Because I really, to be honest with you, I ain't really patching nothing up. You know what I'm saying? Because once I get into it with you, uh, and I really can't understand, like, how we going to ever get back to a place where I can trust you like I like I did? I just don't, I don't think I can do that. I done seen too many niggas get bit in the ass like that. I done seen too many niggas go bury their sons because uh, of shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And being soft at the wheel, being... You know, uh, forgiving and all that kind of shit end up a nigga dying. So it's like, I would hope that they can get over it. But again, I'm not at a place in my life to understand how. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, uh, that that's the strange place that it puts me in. But Kodak Black album is good. It's a good album, especially because he's been incarcerated for the last couple of years. You know, it's like. That was shit he was working on prior to going in, man, and and it's it, it, I like it, you know what I'm saying? Bay Young boys, in Bay Young boy, he do his shit, you know. He he got that little style that he do. Um, I like some of NBA Young Boy other music better than I like this last album, but again, I don't think this is an album that he's trying to put out like I'm jamming. I think he's putting it out just because Kodak put some shit out and just to step on it, you know what I mean? Um, but a question that came in my head when I seen it was like, I wonder what Kodak, I mean, I wonder what NBA Youngboy stand in his contract. Because clearly he done delivered enough albums. That nigga dropped so much. Like, what does he stand with his contract? What are we looking at here? Are we looking at somebody that done fulfilled the contract and he's re up? Like what? What I, I just I kind of wonder what's going on with that because I know he done gave them folks so much music and so many different features and albums and and I see them trying to transition him into superstardom now with like Nicki Minaj shit, Migos shit. That, a lot of that shit he wouldn't really fuck with at first. Now he just serve his fan base and keep it moving because he was you know he got that type thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't set aside that at some point him and Drake is going to do something because he's trying to cross himself into that path of, you know, coming out of that, coming out of the street shit and getting into the, not commercialize his music, but commercialize his brand. Um, so I think that that's going to be cool. Kodak Black is set to be released in 2022, um, which, you know, we, we would hope that he gets out and, and gets back on his path because the little dude made a black... Kodak Black Kill B makes some good music, man. And he catches little vibes and shit. They got a song, Serenity or Serene or whatever it is. That, I love that song. Dope, dope record. You know what I'm saying? And go through real life situations. You can feel those records. You know, those records just ain't shit that you throw on. You can really, really feel them. So I can appreciate that as well. Um, also, um, with them two guys, man, you know, they used to be cool. And if they can fuck around and make some shit together, that'll be dope as well. Um, okay, so I also want to speak about um, just situations where you have co-parenting going on and the etiquette of being a co-parent and also respecting the person that you have a child with and respecting what they bring to the table. Um, and the reason I want to speak about that, Wendy Williams and a lot of other blogs covered uh, Moneybag Yo's girlfriend, Ari Fletcher, which is G Herbo's baby mama. 
um, spoke about a situation where G Herbo now has a new girlfriend and ended up in a picture. Here's a clip from the Wendy Williams situation. Clap if you know who G Herbo is. Okay. Do you know who this is? I know G Herbo from Chicago. Do you know his music? Kinda, yeah. But I mostly know him from the internet and like news stories. Sus, do you know G Herbos? Chicago rapper, young boy. <laughs> okay, you don't need to parrot after what Norman says. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know him and I don't know his girlfriend, Tiana, except that she is Fabulous's stepdaughter and Emily B's daughter. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. So, um, Tiana was pictured holding T uh, Gierbo's and his baby's mother's son. Uh-huh. And the baby's mother is upset. Her name is Ari Fletcher. And she wrote the photographer saying, sweetie, please don't post my son and another girl. Remove this. Now, according to Hot Topics, the photograph was deleted. According to MediaTakeout.com, that made the uh, um, guy want to keep it up there. He mm -hmm. kept it up. So there's conflicting stories, just right. saying. Fred, there's <laughs> conflicting stories <laughs> at Media Takeout. Um, Ari doesn't want Tiana holding her son because her son does not like her. Now, you know when kids are two, they say anything, there's no filter, they don't... <laughs> at media takeout. Um, Ari doesn't want Tiana holding her son because her son does not like her. Now, you know when kids are two, they say anything, there's no filter, they don't lie, they tell you exactly how it is. Apparently, this, um, this girl is not nice and, and I guess the father just lets it happen. And so this girl is looking out for her son. Um, now, my question to you, is it wrong to let a girl even meet a two-year-old? Clap if you think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. I think he's Gierbo, whoever. Um, <laughs> you are wrong and less than smart for allowing this girl to meet um, your son. And I don't care that she's Fabulous's stepdaughter and, and Emily B's daughter. This is all too much. I would never do that. Like, ever. What's his music about? Guns? Yeah. Women? Uh-huh. He has a song with the uh, recently departed, um, what's his name? King, uh, no, Vaughn. King Vaughn. And they're talking about guns, mm -hmm. women, and drugs? Mm-hmm. All right. He needs an investigation. <laughs> and they, they need a mediator. And majority custody, until uh, the, the uh, decision's made, needs to go to the baby's mother. Not him. All right, so the, the weekend is here. And by the way, I can't wait until Sunday. I'll tell you why. Because we are celebrating um, Bob's Burger. Oh, I love Bob Burgers. Okay, Bob's they're, Burgers. Yeah, they're celebrating their 200th episode. Oh. oh, it's gonna be a big deal. Yeah. It's gonna be a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm in. So, it's, you know, I wanna now move this off Ari and G Herbo, and I wanna just talk about relationship and co-parenting etiquette 
um, because you have some people that get in new relationships and they think that it's either one or two things, in my opinion, that's happening. Either they think the person that they're with is so insecure about the person that they used to be with, which is the, now their ex, that they try to show them by allowing you to take the forefront with that person's kid shows you that I'm no longer interested in them. You got people that are name your child something associated with a total different nigga that may not never even see the child again. You see what I'm saying? You got people that are sit in situations and and for me you don't have to shit on a motherfucker who doing what they supposed to do. I, we've seen it with Future and Sierra when he's like, "Yo, it's unnecessary." Like, why what 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 are you doing? Why well, like why are you taking my son and doing those things? It's unnecessary. What are you trying to prove? But you, what what's happening is in my opinion, you're trying to prove to the person you fucking with that you know, I fuck with you so heavy that I'm going to take somebody else's kid and put them on you. But really, them folks don't got no obligation to that kid. Them folks don't really have no real love for those children. What you're doing is, especially at a young age, you're confusing an innocent child and then for, 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 for selfish reasons, right? So you're putting yourself in a situation where you got a, a little child thinking that this person loves them and... After this person get done fucking you, this person may not never see that child again. Now this child running around thinking, oh, I was cool. Uh, this person was like my daddy. That nigga didn't never give a fuck about you. He just was fucking your mama. You see what I'm saying? It's fucked up to say, but it's the reality of the situation. So it's to me, it's a situation, man, where I just can't understand why you got you to gotta shit on one person. It's it's like I ain't fucking with my baby daddy no more. Yeah, right, bitch. You still fucking with your baby daddy? No, I ain't. I'm gonna start calling his son your name, or I'm gonna start taking pictures with you and his and his son. Like I'm gonna start saying you are you know you take care of our family and this and that. And it's like the nigga got money. He like what? Like what the fuck are y'all doing over there? Like. But what you can't do because it's for people like me or people like, you know, just emotional people that especially about my children, I'm emotional about my children. I don't know how to turn it off. I'm emotional about what you do concerning my children because I understand that their minds is not developed and they love you enough to believe what you say. You know what I'm saying? So when you're doing shit that's telling them he that he like your dad or he take care of you and it's like. The kid probably like, no, no, but he can't say nothing because it's his mama saying it. So sometimes you, what you gotta, like, it, now if you fuck with my son, let's say, let's just say, you fuck with my son, that's cool. But what you gotta take pictures, like what Future was saying to Sierra, why you gotta take pictures pushing my son or picking him up? Like, what is the pictures about? If it's real, if it ain't a photo op, what is this about? It's all for clout, and it's all to prove to the motherfucker, in my opinion, that, hey, I fuck with you more than I fuck with him. It's like, it's weird shit to me. And the etiquette of that is just not cool. You know what I'm saying? But, we, you know, it's just fucked up that you use somebody's child as a symbolism to law of loyalty to a complete stranger. 
You know what I'm saying? And that, and for me, I have to speak on shit like that because it's just a situation where I'm going to try to bring some information to it. And hopefully that some young girl watching won't do that to some young boy that's trying to take care of his kid or doing the best he can or really in his child's life. And y'all don't work for whatever reason. And y'all don't work for whatever reason. And, and now... You giving the child this nigga name and this nigga ain't talked to the child in three years and you still holding on to it because it's loyalty. You trying to show him on the low, though. I'm loyal to Like, it's sickening, man. And I don't think kids deserve to go through that. You don't use a child as a pawn that way. I just don't think it's cool. And I feel like if I'm a great dad, if I'm a great mom, if I'm a great parent, there's no need for all of that. And then some people argument is, well, a child can never get enough love. My child can get enough love. So you don't have to force this shit on other individuals that didn't have nothing to do with it. I'm actually requesting that you don't. But I can't feed too far into it because I go to prison. Because your children is such an emotional thing that you look and you say, what? Why? You see what I'm saying? And a motherfucker can't tell you nothing. You really, they act like you wrong fans. I it ain't even like that. So you telling me that that y'all took a picture pushing my son around in a stroller and it ain't even like, and posted it, and it ain't even like that, huh? But a nigga got too much to lose to involve itself with the petty wobbling in the mud like that. It's just stupid shit. Um, so I wanted to speak on that. And speaking of kids, uh, Fetty Wap baby mama came out and said, well, Fetty Wap ain't done nothing for the child. Uh, he ain't knowing that. See, this is the thing. And, and and I think women share the blame for this by being sack chasers. This is the thing about rap. A lot of these rap guys are not hustlers. A lot of these rap guys are just what they are. Some broke ass nigga. A lot of them are wannabes, but a lot of them at the bare minimum. It's some nigga that don't really know what to do to get no more money or, or what to do with the little money he got. So when that label turn his ward off, sweetie, you fall victim to that. You didn't meet me with no paper, bitch. You met me because I had a number one song and, and I had a little money because of that. But you didn't meet me down here at the bottom wobbling with 150 racks put up and 50 at the house. You ain't meet me like that. You met me as a rapper. So the lifestyle I introduced you to while I had two or three number one records, you want us to keep living that way. When they turn my ward off or when these records ain't doing the same and we look up and I'm in debt because I've been living in these big houses and traveling these private jets. And I got six of y'all bitches now. You have price Birkin bag wanting bitches now. I can't afford it. So now I'm giving you petty money because that's really all I'm getting. Little royalty checks two or three times a year. You know what I'm saying? There may be, you know, six figures or five figures each time, but it's a situation where I got to spread this between all you bitches that I will fucking when I will popping. That's why I want to promote to the young niggas, find you somebody that love you. Find you somebody to love when you out there and you getting that real bag. Bring that home to somebody that really fuck with you because what will happen is... You have six or seven bitches that know about each other while you popping. But the minute that they turn your ward off and the money slow down, man, they all got you in court. They all want a uh, hundred thousand a month. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to watch this shit play out. You know what I mean? So um, 
It's just a fucked up thing. Uh, I also want to talk about Selena Powell coming out to try to expose DJ Academics again. And I told Academics, man, just lean into that shit, control the narrative. Um, but for, for those of you that don't know, Selena Powell, again, has tried to expose DJ Academics. It seems like she when she gets mad at Academics, she tried to run to the homeboy Jimmy. But Jimmy done caught on. He don't, I don't even think he tapped in. Yeah, whatever, bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'll fuck you, piss on you, whatever. But you ain't, yeah, go get the towel. Yeah, lay down. Go get the towel. Yeah, lay down. Go get the towel. Finna go and piss on you. Get this out of the way. Turn the OnlyFans up. Send you back. Then I'm going to say something about you later on. Because these the games you play. But anyway, um, Selena Powell on the heels of everybody in Shade Room posting that Academics bought her a, a Benz truck G-Wagon. Now it's coming out showing all these bitches that he fucks saying that you know, he fucking, he fucking like dirtbag bitches, you know, he fucking like little peon, Leon the peons, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and so it's a situation where we, we look into it and say, man, uh, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? You a millionaire nigga, man. You can have, see me, I don't have no issue telling you I pay for pussy. If I don't, if I'm not in no real relationship, I'm just going to pay for some pussy. Because, number one, I don't want to fake like I like you. I ain't trying to do all that rizzle-rouser shit. Just come on over here, bust the pool nanny wide open, go on about your business. I got work to do. So we don't want to fake it till we make it. We don't want to act like, yeah, girl, I want to date you now. I like how you look. I want to make sure you clean, of course. We're going to have protected sex. We're going to wrap that thing up like the end of the work shift. You understand me, but but still, what we also gonna do is we ain't gonna have no misunderstanding about no feelings. We ain't gonna have no misunderstanding about I'm feeling you or nothing like that, baby girl. Yeah, I want a good time tonight, and I want to know what that's gonna run me if I'm not in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't have time to navigate in and out all these people in and out my life like that for me it's just too much going on so i think what disappointed a lot of people with academics they're like you're a millionaire nigga what you doing fucking with these type bitches pancake booty bitches funny shaped bitches bitches shaped like small refrigerators and pt cruises and shit it's like what are you doing man you don't have to do that the status you got we think you busting Big bitches or, or thick bitches. You understand what I'm saying? And Selena Powell is a plastic bitch. You know, I'm more into the the real surgery bitches. But, you know, whatever. But, you know, a nice body, a nice shaping figure is a nice shaping figure. But I think with Selena Powell, that's kind of why. Because if you see, the, if you see the, the comparison, you can understand why he fuck with Selena Powell like he do. It's like. She's she's probably one of the cuter ones out of all of the bitches that they um out of all of the women, I'm sorry, that they um that they posted, you know, and, and alleged that he was messing with. Uh but deeper than that, he gotta stop messing with Selena. I'm not sure what why he keep thinking that she's gonna be loyal or she she keep doing the same motherfucking thing. She ain't got no chill but man. She keep doing the same thing. So I don't understand what, you know, why are you thinking that I'm going to keep fucking with you and you keep going left on me like that? But that's the thing. You, when you, you train somebody how to, how to treat you, when you take them back for doing that once. And you also got to understand academics disrespect is the weapon of the week. You see what I'm saying? So soon as she feel away, she go to disrespecting you because she's weak. You know, she's probably... 
emotionally weak is what I mean. You know what I mean? So I mean, you can't just let you can't let these women do or these men do you any kind of way because then they don't they don't build any restraints in their mind. They know all I got to do is suck his dick and he'll be back. You know what I'm saying? Especially when she started to compare. Oh, that's what he really. I thought he was fucking bad. You did. Oh yeah, I'm really hard on you. I know you ain't touching nothing like this. You ain't got enough confidence with the money. You know what I'm saying? Is what she's probably uh, coming to the conclusion in her brain about. Um, and also, I want to say this: you can't force family. You can't force relationships. Like even in relationships, me and my homeboys was talking yesterday about how many things can ruin a relationship. You know, unfortunately, dealing with women uh, sometimes seeing that they don't really understand how to raise men. They tend to have young sons and they tend to be raising them in a way that's unacceptable for men. What 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 rules apply and what things that work for women don't work for men. Fundamentally, though, you see what I'm saying? fundamentally the rules that work for women don't work for men for whatever reason so what happens is when you have a young boy and i went through it but but luckily i had my uncle you know what i'm saying but when you have a young boy and he's being raised by his mom he starts to share some of that behavior and some of that emotional shit that his mom conducts herself with and that won't work for little boys you see what i'm saying like you would have a situation where uh, you would have a, a, a girl, you would like her. And one of my friends was talking to me about this. He said, man, you know, he said, I really liked her, but I couldn't get with the way that she was raising her son. Um, He said that she would, she would give him options. You know, let's say he said one time a fire alarm went off in his house. And he, you know, him and her going there to check on the fire alarm, and and she's and he, she asked the little boy what happened, and he and he didn't say nothing. He said he stood there and just was like, and the little boy told her, "Well, I was I was uh, spraying oil sheen on my head, and that thing just started going off." He said the mama literally was finna walk out the room and accept that answer, but then he had to tell, her, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Look at his hair." There ain't no oil sheen on the dude's hair, and then oil sheen won't make a fire alarm go off. Like, if a fire alarm go off, it's something that caused that to happen. So she looked around and found the lighter under the pillow, lighting a piece of paper where he in there lighting something. But the examples are there that to tell you, like, with little boys, you must, you must make them understand that what they do to their mom and what they see their mom do won't work for them because they're little boys. Even with the attitude thing, you have little boys nowadays that got more attitude than grown women. You know, and then you got women that say, well, he, how do you expect him to feel? It's like when I was a little boy, it wasn't no how you expect him to feel. You a child. Don't know, you know, how you feel ain't even developed yet. You don't even know how to feel about a lot of shit. You don't got that much of an opinion about much because you don't know much. So how the fuck, you know, we going to put you at the forefront and say, well, well, uh, he, you know, he feels a way about this. Also, he was telling me, he said, uh, Loon, I said, I tell you something. I don't even play the little game. One time I was messing with a girl. She came to me, you know, and said, hey, uh. 
I want to talk to you about something. You know, the school bus teacher said that, uh, you know, my kids are getting on the bus and they're smelling like weed. Immediately when she told me, and I said, get the fuck out of my face. Now, people think that's harsh. because, But it ain't. Because I have a responsibility to myself not to indulge in bullshit. You understand what I'm saying? I knew for 100% fact that I'm smoking in my crib that y'all there, but it ain't going to stay uh, 14 hours until the next day. And the house is big enough to where it ain't a that ain't even, nigga, we got 3,500 square feet. That ain't even a thing. You know what I'm saying? But this is the key. I said, shut the fuck up talking to me. Don't even come to me with that. But I didn't just leave it on the ledge there. I said, look, go get you some drug tests and test them. She went and got the drug test. They end up being dirty. So what was happening is they were smoking before they were getting on the bus. And then they would blame it on the boyfriend, which was me at the time. You know what I'm saying? They would come home with, they saying it, it's him. He's a. So what I'm saying is all these little things, the little boys are having their mama's food for whatever reason. And, and, and not that your mom's not supposed to love you unconditionally. That's always supposed to be the case. But you better equip these little boys with some game. You better equip them with some information that, hey, man, you ain't smarter than motherfuckers, man. You don't know enough. That little game you think you running ain't run. That ain't game. You see what I'm saying? Like if a mother running there, you say I sprayed oil, she. You don't think a person gonna look at your hair, but but you that undeveloped, and 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 that's why a motherfucker can't really dive deep into the whole woo do woo shit. But 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 anyway, getting back to what I'm saying, yeah. You you can't force family on a motherfucker. You can't force a motherfucker to, you know, uh, uh, you know what this ain't. You know it don't feel like you. You know you family. Well, number one, we still fucking with a condom. What I'm supposed to do? Come right in and just adopt everybody and fuck with it? Like what you saying? But it's always a nigga with some paper. They got to deal with this kind of shit. Like you want me to. You want to put things on me that you won't even put on the, on the people that you had children with. Or you won't even put on your own family. You want to put it on me because we having sex. And it's, to me, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But you must raise these little boys with the rules that will work for men. You see what I'm saying? And I know it's rough because, you know, our women don't really have those tools. You know, a lot of our mothers do this the best job that they can and we salute them forever but these new ways moms they don't know how to a lot of them don't know how to cook they don't know how to clean they don't know how to do nothing so they're not passing anything down to the children you're not teaching your child anything you know what i'm saying other than to look at you like i've seen kids look at their mama like they mad at their mama, like they want to fuck over their mama because she told them to go to bed at midnight. Or she might have told them to not to do this or not. To, they look at their mama like they want to smack her. And they get away with that shit because the moms are not. To me, it's instantly grab him. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you better understand that things don't get better and they don't just disappear when a motherfucker get grown. Things develop more and more and more. So right now, like if even if I see one of my children falling victim to this rap shit, I got to pull them out of that. 
Like, you can't come to me as a child and say, I want to get my hair cut like NBA young boy. I can't allow that. I want you to be you. I don't want you to want to be him. I don't want you to want to be nobody. I want you to want to be you. Let's find you. Because you don't want a motherfucker going through an identity crisis when they don't even know who they are. You know what I mean? So, that's just, that's just shit that... Shit that I wanted to get out that me and my homeboys is talking about, man. And it gets so rough with these little boys, man. Um, because again, it's you're just giving them too much leeway. You know what I'm saying? But but for me, I have to give the game out as best I know how. You know what I'm saying? But again, you can't force you can't force family on a person. You can't force a motherfucker to feel like you know. Uh, you know, I love you and I love your kids. And if a motherfucker, if 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 you're if if you're in a situation where you're raising your kids to where they're disrespectful and they this and that, you're going to get fucked, but you're going to get left. You see what I'm saying? You're not coming into nobody established life with no bad ass children that's going to fuck a nigga life up and have a nigga miserable and walk, walking around his own house. With some little niggas like they mad or like they like they got a feeling like they they hot at their mama because she said go to bed or something because the a man and a child are gonna end up there's gonna end up being some resentment there you know I remember meeting a girl and putting up on game and I'm like yo your kids running circles around you man and I'm only putting up on game because I need her to know you setting them niggas up for failure. You know what I'm saying? They get to run to you and just say, hey, I'm da da da. You just take whatever it is. Like, man, that is crazy. Like, that's so crazy. And also, with the presidential election just happened, they, they said, uh, how do you feel about black people protesting the cops all year and then electing one over Kamala Harris? I said, that's a hell of a thing because, man, they have a video up of a young boy that went through some things and was put in prison by the hands of Kamala Harris. Here's the video. Last seven, eight hours running in here, you know, just going through it, man. You people just really voted. The lady that, 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 that sentenced me to 27 years when I was 14 years old. I don't respect that, man. On the real shit been bothering me. It's been fucking with me. So the real you people, it's, it's, it's foolish, man. You people don't know what y'all doing out there. Y'all steady going about what all these celebrities is doing and what some social media is doing and all that. And Donald Trump was the best thing for us right now. Uh, right now, that Harris lady, man, y'all not going to never see us now. Y'all going never see your daddies, your grandpas, your cousins, and all that you ain't seen in the last 20, 30 years. Just look at me. I've been as young as I was 14 for a robbery, dog. I'm hurt. I'm torn. I don't know what to do. So I've been right here just out sleep. Like, damn, man. Like, this shit is foolish, dog. Like, my people's really convicted me again all over again. Like, y'all don't know how much I'm hurt right now, man. I'm so fucked up in the head. Like, damn, I've been fighting for my freedom for so long, man. Man, I'm in jail for a robbery, y'all. I ain't in jail for no murder or no or, or no attempted murders. That's what everybody think. I'm not in jail for that. I'm in jail for a bullshit robbery, dog. A robbery that gave me 27 years, man. Man, I'm fighting for my life right now, man. And they gonna flip and make it harder for me. But y'all did it. And I just want y'all to know, man. You motherfuckers, man. Y'all need to start reading, man. Start doing y'all research, man. Before y'all just get to just 
He's doing shit, man, because y'all hurting real niggas like me. In the process, man, I ain't did nothing but be real, man. I, I just want to be with my family one time, man. I ain't seen my mama in 10 years, dog. I ain't hugged her in 10 years. It's probably been 11 or 12. I'm just saying 10. I'm young, man. I ain't seen my mama. She can't even come visit me in prison, dog. I'm young. I, I, I want to see my mama. I want to hug my mama and touch my mama. And, 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 man, vibe with my mama, man. Y'all give me that. And please, I'm asking y'all just, man, man, stop doing this to us, man. Man, stop, man. I'm begging y'all. Stop doing this to us, dog. Man, I start reading. Start doing your research. Don't just go people electing no people's in office, man. This shit means something. But man, y'all already did it, man. So I'm 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 still coming home, man. But man, y'all got to get y'all got to get right, man. For real, man. Now, of course, I don't know how to feel about that, man, because it's a situation where, uh, yeah, I do know how to feel about that. You don't lock people up. For that amount of time, especially a child at that young age, if what he is saying is true, and I haven't fact checked it at all, uh, so that's a that's a situation that I just want to speak about. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's the that's the game. Um, so again, I just want to thank everybody for watching another episode of It's Up There podcast with Luna Luciano. Man, like, subscribe, share, download the episode, share the fucking episode, follow me at FOGFO Looney. Um, FOGFO TV on YouTube, the culture's new popping artist, uh, Luna Luciano on all streaming platforms, active and attractive. You know what's going on. I appreciate everybody tuning in on Gang. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.